0: like the chicken thing that i hate i'm not
1: sure which one you mean
0: the one you kept saying when we first started recording the podcast like the
1: very first time three years ago fuck your chicken strips yeah that <laughs> i also hate that fuck your chicken strips yeah so here we <laughs> fuck are Fuck your chicken strips uh, uh rule of three had to do it three times but tree times tree times tree times, three times. But this is crime culture. It is. That's Haley. Every week it is. It is every week. So far, we've stayed crime culture. Yeah. But that's Haley. I'm Caitlin. Bean is here with us. He's in as Malau. usual. Yes. And all of your fluffy and not so fluffy snuggle buds are here in spirit. We love them. Yes. Thank you for their presence. And what are we talking about today? First,
0: I wanted to thank um I forget who, but something went wrong with our episode last week that like Oh, was that Kim? The RSS- I think it was Kim. Yes. And the RSS feed dropped from every single <laughs> platform.
1: Oh, that's so, what it was. Yeah, so
0: I had to rehook it up to like each individual platform, which was really fucking annoying, but thank God I uh Kim alerted us to it, and I was able to do that. So thanks, Kim. And you go, um, Kim. I also want to thank everybody. We put the call out on um, on our Instagram story to for people to educate us on the um, uh, policing system.
1: Yeah, in and this the country. prison system. Yeah. We are
0: going to be doing an episode about it. We're going to deeply research into it because apparently a lot of you are... Um, like much more knowledgeable than we are about um, the prison system in this country. So we want to be able to um, change how we talk about it, be more knowledgeable about it, um, especially doing a podcast where we're going to be talking a lot about the prison system. So um, give us a little bit of time to do some extra research on it. Give us a little bit of time to like stick it into our schedule. It is something that's very important. So we're going to be getting to it. Um, But in the future, if we, Um, misspeak on something or we say something that may sound insensitive just know we're trying to educate ourselves as well so we're we're working on it yeah not we're not trying to offend anybody at any point and if we do then that's just uh ignorance on our part that if you help educate us we will change how we speak so uh thanks to everybody who has been messaging us um all this really great information and like I said, we're going to take that on board and do
1: an episode about it soon.
0: Yeah. That good? That,
1: that covers it. Yeah, that about covers it. All may right. Come, may come as a surprise. We are not experts. But no. I know. It really seems like we are, especially to that one lady that was like, I don't know what college Caitlin went to, but it must not be very hard to get in. Um, which I don't know whether or not it is. It probably is. It's probably super easy to get in based on the number of people I've interacted with. But... It's, I would just say, like, it's—we're not experts.
0: We're not. We yeah, don't, just any schmuck can host a podcast, and we're two schmucks
1: hosting a podcast. So, yes, um, well, it, arguably two halves of one schmuck.
0: Yes, uh, <laughs> like I and like I have said in the past when we write out our outlines and we write like what we're going to discuss on each episode we keep a list of all of our resources so mm-hmm. if there's a discrepancy about something uh in one of the episodes or we left out information or information was incorrect i am more than happy to share with you the exact sources that i used we try to only use rep- like Reputable
1: really good sources. resources that yeah uh,
0: are not like
1: crime Wikipedia yeah Uh, or or because because like Wikipedia is helpful for example for finding out their birthday (laughs) and that's about it there are some like I'm working on an
0: episode now um, that is more of like um, not it's not about a specific crime it's just general information Mm -hmm. and the Wikipedia article on this is extensive right and like that means their source list is extensive yes yes so um yeah obviously Wikipedia is a great place to start while we're researching and everything but we yeah, love to expand sense. to different places.
1: Yeah. And and we do try to do that. Obviously if it's like I don't know, some random we'll make up a website that's not reputable. We'll call it um uh, brightbart.com. Yeah. And <laughs> and obviously we're not going to use that sort of thing or qanon.com um yeah and i try like i try to like write out
0: my like i mean this is like pulling behind the curtain but like i try to write out my entire script and then go to all these different resources and see if it's the same information Mm -hmm. on every different article and if there's extra information I'm like hmm, i didn't see that anywhere
1: else i don't know if that's correct so we're gonna say allegedly a lot um that yeah. Well and plus also because innocent until proven guilty, as some of these cases are where someone's in the process of being tried or they're they died before trial. I, I yeah. mean, there's there's different scenarios, but I mean it's not always we don't we don't claim to know everything. I'm I know this may come as a surprise. But we don't claim to know everything.
0: Like this case, for example. If you've seen the title, fuck. This is wait. I'm gonna sneeze. No, I'm oh. not. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so this case is probably gonna get a lot of attention because it's been in the news recently. It's been on Netflix recently. I'm talking about the Elisa Lam case. Now I'm going to preface uh, this yeah. case with by saying we're recording this before I have ever watched the docu series. I want to do a separate episode on the case as it was reported prior to this docuseries coming out and next week spoiler alert we're going to be talking about the docuseries so
1: Haley, why would you
0: spoil it well I, I don't want spoilers. people saying i don't want people saying well you didn't talk about this theory you didn't talk about this you didn't talk about this behind i know that the series, i know the docuseries is going to be a little <laughs> bit problematic so yes, for-, for a few
1: reasons. Yeah. Not that, not bad. Problematic is not necessarily bad. There are just certain issues that are delved into. Yeah, it's got a certain style
0: of yes. the time that it's like, okay. All right, it's I get like, it. Oh, but
1: yes, that. Again,
0: <laughs> we're going to be talking about that when we get to it. Right now, I tried to find sources from, like, this happened in 2013. So I tried to find sources
1: from that era of when it was first being reported on um that's wild to me because it seems like it was forever ago then again we're on like march 302nd but it's true yeah Yeah. that seems so much long i guess it kind of is long ago because 2013 was like rounding down seven years ago yeah i don't like that
0: anytime i think of like after high school i'm like oh that was like two weeks ago (laughs) like no i've i've been out for a minute (laughs) so um yeah i'm just prefacing this this is not information that i got from the docuseries getting to that later um not going to be talking too too much about um lots of the theories because um i'll get into it um so if you're going to come for me do it after the next episode <laughs> uh so oh, this i'll is come ab- for you uh, i know so this <laughs> is about elisa Lam. um she's also known by her cantonese name uh lam ho Yi, mm-hmm. and she is the daughter of immigrants from hong kong and she was a um student at the university of british columbia in canada although she was not registered at the beginning of 2013 um the year that she went missing okay so before all that, in mid 2010, um, Lamb began a blog named Ether Fields on Blogspot. Uh, like many of us, you had to have a blog at some point in the early 2010s. Yeah. And over the next two years, she posted pictures of models in, um, like, like fashion models, um, some accounts of her life, and particularly, she used the blog to chronicle her struggles with her mental illness. Uh, which I'm, I'll get into more detail in a little bit. So in January 2012, um, in a blog post, she lamented that she had a quote-unquote relapse at the start of the current school term, and it had forced her to drop several classes and left her feeling, quote, so utterly directionless and lost, end quote. Um, sucks. She had titled the post, quote, you're always haunted by the idea you're wasting your life, end quote. And that mm-hmm. is um, a line from uh, a book by Chuck. I think his name's Palinuk. How do you say his last name?
1: Why are you asking the me? The guy that the guy that wrote Fight Club. I, Haley, I, we've been over this. I haven't seen or read Fight Club. I grew right. up Catholic. To Kill a Mockingbird was scandalous. All right. They you've lived, you've lived since then.
0: I'm yes but they've ripped that.
1: picked yeah and i've got a lot of catching up to do i've only been free for what four years now sure
0: we we I already just been. said at the beginning time is lost time is a construct <laughs> nothing is real uh i think i think the way you say his last name is palinuk i'm one of those people that have only ever seen it written down so excuse me um but she used that quote as like the the subheading of her blog so it, I guess Aww. he was a very important writer to her. And yeah. uh, lots of lots of his stories rang true with her. So Lam had worried that her transcript would look suspicious with so many withdrawals, and it would result in her being unable to continue her studies and attend grad school. And I completely get that, not having gone to, like, a typical college um, where all of that stuff was something to worry about. But the amount of times I've heard people, like stay in a situation in a college that they hate because they were mm-hmm. like, I don't like, this is going to look weird if yeah. I like drop out and go somewhere else or drop this or, or change whatever. And it's always a good idea to put yourself first. Yeah. And, if and your you need happiness to, first. Yeah. If you need to drop classes, drop some classes and make them up later or transfer to a different school or Take eight years on a four-year degree. Like we said, time's a construct.
1: Nothing is real. Yeah, it's and and even beyond that, I think it's important to also remember that you are only responsible for you, your feelings, your happiness. So how other people feel about you taking time off from school, taking extra time to complete a degree, dropping a class, doing well or not well in a class that's that's nobody else's concern but your own i mean i'm
0: a huge proponent of whether it's whether you have uh struggles with your mental health or not take a gap year take a gap year in between high school and college in between college and grad school in between two years of college and the next two years of college like what the hell ever like take time to figure out who you are what you want what you can handle and then set your goals from there and if you need to restructure that every six months every year every two years fuck it yeah fucking go for it it's your fucking life you only get one of them exactly so it's now or never (laughs) yeah especially in these times we know how much like things can change at the drop of a hat and nothing is certain so yeah live how you're gonna gonna live
1: forever yeah you gotta live while you're alive are we just quoting <laughs> inspirational songs now? I've been quoting just the one. Okay, good.
0: Um, so a little over two years after Lam had started blogging, she announced that she would also uh she would be abandoning her current blog for another that she had started on Tumblr. Tumblr was like Ugh, the big thing. TBT. I
1: miss Tumblr. I miss the old Tumblr.
0: Yeah, original Tumblr. Yes. Um so she started her new blog on Tumblr, which is still an active blog. Oh, you can shit. find this. Yes, you can find this. Um, and it consisted of fashion photos, quotes, and a few posts about um, what Lamb had already been writing about her mental health struggles, stuff that she was ri- writing. And the same uh, Chuck Palahniuk quote was used on this blog as well. So she carried it over from her original. Okay. Um. So in. Uh, the beginning of 2013, she was taking a big trip. She was going all the way around the West Coast, and she was going to be traveling alone on Amtrak. That is a train. I don't yes. know if Amtrak is big everywhere else in the world, but Amtrak is train lines. And um, she would also be taking inner city buses. And I totally get it. That's how I fucking travel. I love yeah. taking trains and buses places. Trains <laughs> it's are fun. cheap. It's cheap. It gets you where you want to go, and...
1: It's pretty scenic too. It's yeah, it's pretty, and you never know if like everybody on the train is conspiring to kill one dude, and then you solve that. (laughs) (laughs) It was Agatha all along. Go ahead.
0: I mean, I I'm just saying like I would have done this, especially in 2013. Like I was doing this. I was traveling all over the places on buses and and trains so this kind of like strikes pretty close for me um and obviously her family was um a little wary of her traveling by herself um but lamb was determined to go it alone and so to compromise she made sure to check in with her parents every single day of her trip to let them know that she was safe. she would call them text them whatever contact them in some sort of way every day so she could tell them where she was what she was doing all of that information
1: that's nice i like that
0: I mean, that's the way to do it. Like, yeah, if you're going to be traveling alone, definitely have somebody that you're in contact with back at your home base to like let know you're still alive.
1: Yes. If if, if it's not if if it's not a parent, like a trusted friend or a significant other or something like that. Like, I mean, it, if it's someone's like house somebody. sitting or apartment sitting for you, yeah. just like let them know. Someone who will notice you're gone.
0: <laughs> exactly. So on January 26, 2013, she arrived in Los Angeles after visiting the San Diego Zoo and posting photos that she had taken there on her social media. After two days, she checked into the Cecil Hotel. Um, I say Cecil. I don't remember if it's Cecil or Cecil,
1: but I'm saying Cecil. Don't
0: ask me. So the Cecil Hotel, it's near downtown Skid Row. We actually drove by the last time. We did. The last time I was in Los Angeles. We did. And uh, it was a much sketchier back, I, would, I wouldn't say back then because it was only 2013, but it was much sketchier um, many years ago. And it's still like, I think they would call it like a neighborhood in transition that like it's starting oh, to like yeah. come up, but yeah. it's, it's starting still, to be gentrified. <laughs> yeah. It's still a little bit of uh,
1: uh,
0: probably a cheaper place to stay maybe
1: for know. now. Yeah, for the time um, being until they raise rent to an astronomical price. Exactly.
0: I'm in the middle of shameless like right now. So, I'm mm-hmm, watching all so this. So, you know. <laughs> um, so I'll I'll get into the, like what the hotel is in a minute, but um she was initially assigned to a shared like hostel style room on the hotel's fifth floor. However, and this is the first red flag that something is a little off. Her roommates complained to the ho- uh, about what the hotel's lawyer would later describe as certain odd behavior. And hmm. she was moved into a room of her own after two days. Hmm. So that's the first thing that like, Hmm. She had some odd behavior days before she goes missing. Yeah. And, um, so, I mean, if you've watched the docu-series, if you know anything about this case, you know, Lamb had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and depression and according to my research, she had been dis- prescribed four medications, Welbutrin, lamticol, I think is how you say it, Seroquel, and Effexor. Effexor, yeah. Um, Again, like, I I mean, I don't have any um, mental health issues that would require medication, so I'm not familiar with all these. I know Welbutrin because I know a couple people that take it. Um, but the others, <laughs> I know some people that are doing quite well on it. Uh, the others, yeah, I am not, not familiar made with. Um, yeah. Uh, so she took all these to manage her health, mental health
1: struggles. Yeah, and, and they're all for different, like
0: mood stabilizers. Di- yes. Maybe. Like, like yeah. I'm
1: trying to, I'm trying to describe it in like not layman's terms, but you know what I mean. Like keeping it succinct. They're all for like different, basically like symptoms. Of uh-huh. depression because you can you can be manic depressive you can be like ha- like majorly depressed or you can have like minor depression and you can have like all, all kinds of my my doctor tried explaining this to me and it didn't go over well because i was just like okay so there's this one and this one and this one and this one and this one but, but well like that's me, why but i want to to, to know about me <laughs> exactly but that's why
0: no there's no like blanket drug no. cocktail for everybody no. It's like, Everybody's oh, you have different. depression? You're taking these three things. Yeah. Everybody's mental health issues come separately. Mm-hmm. So that's why there's so much like, we're going to try
1: this for a little while. We're going to try this. We're going to yep. take you off this and put you on this. Or and we're going like, to reduce the dose of this and put you on this and raise that dose or something I like think, that. Which
0: I think is helpful to figure out, like, to really get into in tune with how you're feeling and what can make you feel better and everything like that. Yeah, and what but works But I think, for I think you. that period is such a weird period of time because you're taking medications, you don't know how it's going to affect you. You could wake up one day just like bawling, crying, and you're like, okay, wait, is it this medication or am I feeling like this? Or am I crying certain? because it's too sunny outside? <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> I think the the balancing act of trying to figure out what medication works for you can be such like a tightrope walk Mm -hmm. that it's like,
1: and it's not fast either.
0: Exactly. I don't know how long she had been taking all of these medications together. And if maybe she was in a transition type period that she was finding out what worked for her, maybe she's had this lockdown for years. And like, this was definitely the medication she was taking. I don't know her history on that. I really tried to find more history on Elisa Lam as a person. And to be completely honest, Wikipedia had the most information. Yeah. I looked at so many other places and couldn't find, like, a complete history of who she is as a person. Um,
1: I, I will say uh, two two things. One, it like, do you know if she had the medication on her? when when yes. she was at the hotel so she was so I'm going to get into new. Yes,
0: I'm going to get into some specifics about the medication in a little bit. But according to her family, who according to one source that I found supposedly kept her history of mental illness a secret. Yep. And Lamb had no history of suicidal ideations or attempts at this point. Oh, although nice. one report claimed that she had previously gone missing for a brief period.
1: Okay. And I, I'm taking it also that you don't know whether or not, like, for example, they decided to switch her, like, let's say she was on Wellbutrin and they decided to switch her to Bupropion, which is a generic of Wellbutrin.
0: I did not find any information that she was in between medications, but I, when I get to the toxicology report to say what me- medications were in her body, we'll get a little bit more into that.
1: No, um, I, I was just curious. I, I'm not trying to, like derail your episode or anything your episode our episode um i'm not trying to derail i'm just genuinely like i'm trying because it's still spoiler it's still a mystery yeah. so then my brain is going well like but what i if will it was say what if I think that? it's
0: less mysterious
1: than people are making it out oh, to be oh yeah like no offense i'm i'm a full believer in ghosts and spirits and all that motherfucking shit but like I don't think this was her being possessed and deciding no, and to... I, I think that's,
0: uh, that's quite rude to say, especially when her family is hearing all of these different things. Like,
1: Well, and also, especially when she was mentally ill, it was known she was mentally ill, and that just stigmatizes it further because... There's people who will go, oh, she was possessed by ghosts, clearly. yeah. Well, We've we'll all get seen into... that one season of American Horror Story. But like people who yeah. don't believe in that are just going to go, oh, so she had voices in her head? And it just stigmatizes it further.
0: We'll, we'll get into why it was so stigmatized in a little bit. But um, before that, I wanted to get a l- just a little bit into the Cecil Hotel. And I say a little bit because... So much happened at this hotel that I want to kind of do a mini episode on it. Yeah. So, shit's wild. Just as like a general uh, history, the Cecil Hotel was built as a business hotel in the 1920s, and it had significant financial difficulties during the Great Depression of the 1930s, and it never recaptured its original market as the downtown LA area decayed around it in the late 20th century there are several famous Los Angeles murders that have connections to the hotel as well as mm-hmm. some suicides. Mm-hmm. So like I said, I I believe again, I haven't seen the uh, vanishing at the Cecil hotel docu-series, but I believe um, they talk more about that in the docu-series because it's one of yeah. the, it's behind a lot of the, um, the theories of like what happened yes. to Elisa Lam. It could be this could be Richard Ramirez, blah, blah, blah. but um Like I said, I want to do a separate little mini episode on everything about the Cecil Hotel because it's pretty crazy. Yeah. And hopefully by that time I will be
1: able to visit you and we can actually go there. (gasps) We could. We could. All right. Hear me out. Hear me out. See, this is what we mean. Everybody's getting a peek behind the curtain today. We could get a room at the Cecil and record the the episode there. Yes. It has
0: since changed names. Oh, shit. Yes well we could and still I, get a real there i also there want to take this moment there i want to take this moment to say we are not uh advocating for true crime tourism somebody the the site of somebody's death is not a tourist destination yes um no. but we're talking about um just the different theories about the hotel itself and it is a very it's like it's got a big it, history it's a kind of a beautiful building too it's so <laughs> like, pretty
1: it's like right up there with that art deco style i mean of it was like built the in the 1920s it's, yeah. it's a gorgeous building and uh, yeah so if you're into that like oh lord it's it's really pretty
0: yeah and it's it's still a functioning hotel like yeah. if if you're in the area you need a place to stay that's what i'm stay saying Main you there. need to record an episode of a podcast yeah um so now i'm gonna get into the disappearance so mm. On February 1st, 2013, Lam was scheduled to check out of the Cecil Hotel and continue her trip to Santa Cruz. When she failed to contact her parents that day, they called the LAPD and traveled to Los Angeles to help search for their daughter. So they didn't hear from her that day. They didn't get any confirmation from her of where she was, what she was doing. She didn't check out of the hotel she was supposed to check out of. Her parents immediately were like, something is off. Yeah, And for, like somebody that has a history of mental health struggles um and traveling alone i'm Mm -hmm. sure they were more on edge um with that too yeah um but the hotel staff who saw lamb that day said that she was alone outside the hotel uh katie orphan who was a manager of a nearby bookstore um was the only person who recalled seeing her that day when she came into the store to get gifts to take home to her family orphan told cnn quote She was outgoing, very lively, very friendly. She was talking about what book she was going to get and whether or not uh, she would be able. She it would be too heavy for her to carry as she traveled. End quote. Mm. Police searched the hotel to the extent that they legally could. They searched Lamb's room and they had dogs go throughout the building, including the rooftop. But the dogs were unsuccessful in detecting her scent. Sergeant Rudy Lopez said later, "Quote, but we didn't search every room. We could only do that if there was probable cause, which." they believe a crime had been committed. Yeah. Um, So on February 6th, a week after Lamb had been last been seen, the LAPD decided that they needed more help. So flyers with her image were posted throughout the neighborhood and online, which brought the case to the public's attention through the media. On February 15th, another week with no sign of Lamb, the LAPD released a video of the last known sighting of her taken to one of the Cecil hotel's elevators by a video surveillance camera dated February 1st. So dated the day that she was missing. This is the video everyone knows. Mm-hmm. And I think this is, I mean, clearly this is the video that made people think that, Oh, it's not just a missing person. She's possessed. She was being followed by somebody. Right, she was right. murdered. Like this video sparked all of the theories. Yeah. Um. So if you haven't seen it, In approximately two and a half minutes of footage, Lam is seen alone making unusual movements and gestures, leaving the elevator at one point while the doors remain open, even after she appears to have pressed every single button. When the doors fail to close after she returns, she leaves and then the doors close later. Right And like I said, the video drew worldwide interest in the case due to Lamb's strange behavior and has been extensively analyzed and discussed by every single fucking podcast, docu series, episode of Unsolved Mysteries, whatever. Um, it was reposted widely, including on the Chinese video sharing site, Yuku, uh, where it got 3 million views and 40,000 comments in its first 10 days um and many of the commenters found it unsettling to watch and if you have seen it it's definitely odd yeah um uh, i have never seen someone act this way uh the way that she's moving her arms the right. way that she like kind of hides behind yes. i never i would say i've never seen an adult act this way
1: yeah it's yeah it is very childlike even like her like, at one point she looks out the, like, elevator doors and she's, like, whipping her head back and forth. Like, almost yeah. like like a cartoon to, like, look both ways and see if anybody's coming. And the still
0: of that is her pressed like, her back pressed up against yes. the, the back of the, uh, the elevator. And that's the still that shows. I mean, that's odd. It's definitely yeah. odd. But I think people are making it out to be a lot more than it is. Yeah, I personally believe that she was having a mental health crisis. Yeah. Um, I think that's that fair. Maybe I don't know how her mental illness manifested, whether she saw things or heard things or believed things. I don't know. But it didn't. I think it's disrespectful to say that it was aliens or she was being haunted or I don't know. I, I right. personally believe that as as unsettling as it is to watch, if you've ever seen somebody have a mental health breakdown um, mm-hmm. where people see hallucinations and stuff, I mean, that's something we need to be talking about more and not making the excuse of the paranormal, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because it's something very real and this isn't the 1950s anymore. Yeah. But um, and oh, go ahead.
0: I'm going to get into some theories a little later, but um, just from all the articles that I read, um, one place said that Lam was trying to get the elevator car to move in order to escape somebody who was pursuing her. Like I said, I think that's bullshit. Others suggest that she might be under the influence of ecstasy or some other party drugs, but none was detected in her body when she was found. Um, and then any, when her were
1: any drugs detected when she was found,
0: I'll get to her toxicology when her body. Oh, gone. yeah. You said that. Duh. OK. Um, But when her bipolar disorder became known, the theory was that she was having a psychotic ep- episode. And I think more likely than not, that's probably what happened.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why I was wondering about the drugs, too, because um, obviously by then weed was not yet legal in California. It would be like a, pu- a few years. Um, but. I was wondering if, for example, like even though it wasn't legal, weed is everywhere in California, and it was yes. before it was legal. Especially because um,
0: the hotel she was staying on is in the Skid Row area, where I'm well, sure yeah, that's what I'm wondering. It's easier to purchase than if you were. It's it's somewhere. easier to
1: purchase, and she's also going on this adventure. She's trying new things, like. It's it's it like your twenties are a time for experimenting and discovery and things like that. So who's to say that she didn't get some bad weed that interacted with her medications? That's the other thing is like if it was if she had taken
0: like weed or something experimenting with something else, yeah, would it interact with all of the other things that she was taking?
1: Yeah, would it? I been in her system?
0: don't think that that is the case. Uh, Because when I get to her toxicology, there's nothing abnormal there. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'll talk about that in a bit. So a little bit more on the video. Um, Some people think that the video had been tampered with before it was made public. Um, The timestamp was obscured. And people claim that parts of it were slowed down. And that nearly a minute of footage was discreetly removed. But this could have been done simply to protect the identity of someone who otherwise would have been in the video, like somebody else walking by or somebody else like trying to get into the elevator. Um, Yeah, because also
1: the doors are open on that elevator for pretty much the entire clip.
0: That's the other thing (laughs) that's weird (laughs) is I don't know if it's just a glitch with the building, but the
1: like she hits some buttons and the elevator doors stay open for like two minutes. Yeah, well and she's like not just it's not even that. Like I know that there's then like a little bit of a like wait period because she's going in and out, but at one point she's gone for at least like 30 seconds. And yeah, like she's out in the hallway for a minute. Yeah. Like I'm like I don't know about anybody else. Like if I'm getting into an elevator and somebody has hit the button like I'm about to get crushed. Like if I do not haul ass and stay put, it will leave without me.
0: Yeah, Especially exactly. the
1: IKEA elevators. But it's,
0: it that's that's a weird part. Yeah. Um, but some people think that part of the video was removed to conceal um evidence of um somebody that was chasing her or whatever, which mm. or somebody that had something to do with her disappearance.
1: I mean, anything is possible, but it's not likely.
0: Yeah. Like I would say I mean, we've talked enough about um some history with the LAPD, which we'll talk about more with other cases in the area. It was corrupt for a very mm-hmm. long time. Probably still is. I mean, yeah.
1: it uh, still is. It so still the is. LAPD
0: is not beyond covering something up, but no.
1: I personally don't believe that's the case in this particular case. And I genuinely, I don't know. I I mean, I will say that the LAPD, especially lately has, been not that chill like yeah ha- like you've all probably heard the stories especially during the black lives matter protests. like there were cases of like people needing like being diabetic and needing their insulin and things like that and the police refusing to let them go people were being kept with zip ties and like shoulder to shoulder during covid let's not forget that we're still in covid um but like in like these police vans and people like no ac no water people were passing out and they didn't give a fuck and they just kept them there for hours they didn't drive anywhere they just kept them in there or they or there was one instance i know i think actually cole Sprouse might have talked about it where people were told to leave at like say like leave by 8 p.m so it's like 7 55 8 o'clock people are leaving And like the police were like, if you don't, if you're not gone by eight p.m., you will get arrested. And they were like finding people who were leaving and arresting them anyway. Yeah.
0: Like I mean, and then there's also bigger things. Like I am of the uh, the belief that the LAPD probably had something to do with a cover up for uh, Biggie's death. Remember, we did the episode on Biggie, and there's just there was a lot of evidence pointing to crooked cops within the LAPD. So. There's a history there. There is. But like Isn't I said, in this case, I don't think they would have removed a minute of video for something like this. I think that
1: that just seems too fishy. <laughs> and I mean, it seems too know. fishy, but at the same time, we don't know if say like somebody off duty, somebody retired, somebody's child or nephew or niece or or yeah, like, somebody close anything, somebody close to them could cuz like you can like very often what they will not just the LAPD, but like a lot of police departments. I know my local PD when I grew when I where I was growing up did this. If you had like any officer that was currently on the force or who had gotten very high up in the force and like retired or anything like that. If you had their business card in your wallet, it did not matter. Like you'd be let go. Yeah, they, they take quote unquote take care of their own. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why I'm so, like, torn, because, yeah, it doesn't seem likely, but at the same time, we don't know how deep this corruption goes.
0: Yeah. I mean, this this information, like I said, we're only as good as the information we're given, and all the information I found, I mean, there's no definitive proof of any tampering of the video. It's all just allegedly this. And supposedly that and people Mm -hmm. are saying this, but there's no reputable sources. So I don't want to say anything one way or the other. Yeah. Um, so while searching for lamb, uh, guests at the hotel began complaining about low water pressure. And some claim that their water was colored black and had an unusual taste. I'm going to go right ahead and say if the water coming out of the faucet is black, I'm not drinking it. But I was about to say, why would you taste it? Yeah. Um, so on the morning of February shit. 19th, a hotel maintenance worker named uh, Santiago Lopez took the elevator to the 15th floor and then took a staircase up onto the roof. He had to first turn off the rooftop alarm. Uh, then had to climb onto a platform where there was four 1,000-gallon water tanks for the building, and this provided water to the guest rooms, a kitchen, and a coffee shop. Uh, he then had to climb another ladder to get on top of the main tank, and that is where he found Lamb's body. In court documents, Lopez said, quote, I noticed the hatch to the main water tank was open and looked inside and saw an Asian woman lying face up in the water approximately 12 inches from the top of the tank, end quote. The tank was drained and cut open since its maintenance hatch was too small to accommodate the equipment needed to remove Lamb's body. On February 21st, the Los Angeles Coroner's Office issued a finding of accidental drowning with bipolar disorder as a significant factor. The full mm. coroner's report, which I read, it's online, you can read it. Um, it was released in June of that year, stated that Lamb's body had been found naked. Uh, clothing similar to what she was wearing in the elevator video was floating in the water, and it was coated with a sand-like particulate. Uh, I read that huh. in the
1: coroner's report, and I'm like, that's weird. But also, it's California that she California. go to the beach. Sand is everywhere. Like, yeah. Even if you didn't go to the beach, like, that shit sticks with you. You probably exactly. still have some in your shoes from when you came to visit, what, like two years ago? Uh, I hope so. I'm going to go and huff it. <laughs> anything to remind me of traveling somewhere maybe that's maybe that's what (laughs) the problem is too many people are huffing sand yeah um her watch and
0: room key were also found with her um okay this is gonna get a little gross it's getting more into like the um the coroner's report of how she was found Mm -hmm. so skip ahead if this is not great for you um lamb's body was moderately decomposed and bloated i mean she was found in the water so right yeah and you can imagine she'd been there for, what was it, 19 days? Yeah, something like that. If if she was there yeah. from the day that she went missing. Mm-hmm. Um, her body was mostly greenish with oh. some marbling evident on the abdomen and skin separation evident. Okay. There was no evidence of physical trauma, sexual assault, or suicide. Toxicology ch- tests showed traces consistent with prescription medication found among her belongings, plus non-prescription drugs such as uh, Sinutab and ibuprofen.
1: Another Uh, thought that I just had uh that totally just... So when I worked for the military, I was required, whether or not I did this remains to be seen, Um, but I was supposed to disclose that I was on antidepressants and that I had sought psychological help. Yeah. Anytime in my life. Um, But I was required to, I was required to do this. Um, But part of that reason was because if I were to get drug tested, which I wasn't, I, I, I mean, they weren't wrong, but very bold to assume that like, I wasn't, partaking because when you're when you work for a federal establishment whether it's a federally funded school or the military or like the government or anything until weed is legalized federally you technically are not allowed to partake it does not matter if it's legal in your state yeah yeah um but i had to disclose or i was supposed to disclose do with that what you will um that i was on wellbutrin because It's an amphetamine and traces of amphetamines will show up in your like, like a a urine sample or a blood sample. So I wonder if they could have, if there could have been traces of amphetamines, but they chalked it up to the antidepressants.
0: Well, it says that, um, that they found evidence of her prescription drugs of what she was taking. They also said that there was a very small quantity of alcohol, like very small. Um, it
1: um, That was present, but there was no other recreational drugs present in her system. Do, do we know if she had alcohol, in the if she drank alcohol in the past, if it was like a normal thing, or if that was like, for example, I like I only on drink on. All right, because that's one thing that they said to me was that like, it, like it, it's a common thing is that it, alcohol can interfere with your your mental health prescriptions. Yeah. So maybe it was like a one-time thing. And, and you, they
0: said it was very small, so I don't know if it that would be consistent with like if you had ingested mouthwash or something. Like I mean, it was very small, but also it was 19 days before. That's true. Yeah, and th- that's something else uh people say. Investigators and experts. Uh, noted that the concentration of her prescription drugs indicated that she was under medicating or had stopped taking her medications. That was and the then other thing I was wondering. Some people say that um, that she was in the water for so long that maybe, um, like maybe it couldn't be traced, or maybe True. It, like lots of whatever she had taken allegedly had left her system. By True. That point. It's not like she took
1: her pills with her.
0: Yeah. Um. So in September 2013, Lamb's parents filed a wrongful death w- lawsuit claiming that the hotel had failed to, quote, inspect and seek out hazards in the hotel that presented an unreasonable risk of danger to Lamb and other hotel guests, end quote. And they were seeking unspecified damages and burial costs. The hotel argued that it could not have fore I could not have reasonably foreseen that lamb might have entered the water tanks, and since it remained unknown how lamb got into the water tank, no liability could be assigned for failing to prevent it in twenty fifteen the suit was dismissed I don't know i'm I'm back and forth on this because obviously, as the parents of a child that like you lost you're heartbroken yeah. <laughs> um you're Try. I, I don't know about seeking blame or seeking a reason for what was happening. I don't know if, I don't know what their, um, like where their mind was in, um, in this lawsuit. Um, but I mean, if my child died on the property of somewhere then, and there was no person that had clearly done something to do this, then I might say that it was the property's fault too.
1: Yeah, I mean and people also like people grieve in different ways. They look for answers in different ways and especially when your child is dead or severely impaired or anything like that and you don't know why, you will never have an answer. I mean, people people cope in different ways. They'll they'll their child will wind up autistic and they'll go it was the vaccines. you don't know what the cause, they don't know what causes autism. They have some ideas, but they don't know what causes autism.
0: Yeah. And, but if you're, if you're
1: hurt and you're, you're, yeah, you're grieving the loss of your child's. What you thought. Yeah. Yeah. Like their neurological capabilities that you were anticipating them to have then, or same thing with like Hashimoto's or anything like that. Like that can come on later in life. Schizophrenia. It's, you try to find it's it's complicated people will try to find anything to cope and that doesn't necessarily mean it's the reason why but also i mean as if they're not i don't know i don't know it's it's difficult i mean it's very personal to yeah to say
0: like to say what you would do in a certain situation like that yeah I, i mean like i said i might have been in her parents situation, if the same thing had happened to me, but then you also think about like the hotel. They're like, we don't know how she got up there. We don't know if she uh, climbed onto the roof by herself. If she uh, unhatched that water hatch. And what if she committed suicide up there? We don't know. So why should we have to pay for something that, that we're not even certain is our fault. It's just so it's, it sucks that her parents didn't get anything from this not even like burial closure yeah oh exactly yes but like i don't know no i know it sucked especially because it it happened in 2013 and the suit was dismissed in 2015 like really it took that long it took Um, that long for you to be like actually yeah um so now we're gonna get into some some of the theories some of the theories that happened before people went down the rabbit hole of the, the elevator video, I would say. Um, so the investigation had to, had to. they determined how Lam had died. Obviously she died in, in the water tank, but they did not initially offer an explanation as to how she got into the tank in the first place. Right. The doors and stairs that access the hotel's roof um, are located with only having the passcodes um, and keys available to the staff. So, okay any attempt to force them open would supposedly have triggered an alarm. Okay. Again, this was an older building, uh, from the 1920s that was in a not particularly desirable area, um, in downtown Skid Row. Yeah. Um, the elevator fucking stayed open for three minutes. Who's to say that that alarm even worked? Right. No,
1: that's a great point.
0: Not saying it did, not saying it didn't, um, but Lopez, the maintenance worker that found Lamb's body, said in court documents that he didn't notice anything wrong with the alarm on the door um, to the roof on that day, nor had he heard it go off at any point during Lamb's stay there. Okay. The hotel's fire escape could have allowed her to bypass those security measures, and her scent trail was lost near a window that was connected to it. Okay. And there was a video posted um, by a Chinese user after Lam's death showing that the hotel's roof was easily accessible via the vi- fire escape and that the two lids of the water tanks were open. So mm. it's not outside the realm of possibility that she could have gone up the fire escape and gotten onto the roof that way and then gotten into the tanks. But who who knows? There's no evidence of
1: it. There's no video of it. There's no eyewitnesses it's all speculation i i don't deny that i i am curious though why would the hatches be open see i don't think that there's any reason for them to be open yeah that's what i'm saying like why would they be open like what and i'm not saying that that's not what happened i'm just saying like what could have been the the laziness maybe of previous workers that have been up there i don't know like, why do, like, and I don't know why people also, if you work, if you work with, like, water and water tanks, like, why do they ever need to be opened? Like, besides, obviously, putting in water, but I would think that the hatch is different from where you would put in the water. I mean, I don't it's know. called
0: a maintenance hatch, so I would assume at some point um, that somebody needs to go in there for some type of maintenance. I have no clue why, but also that's not my expertise, so. yeah yeah um somebody needs to go in there at some point to do something yeah. <laughs> it's basically the knowledge <laughs> i have um so yeah so there are more theories came up pertaining to the elevator video um like i had said earlier there was the theory that she was attempting to hide from a pursuer perhaps someone that was ultimately responsible for her death Others say that she was frustrated with the elevator's apparent malfunction, which, yeah, could have been. Um, Some proponents of the theory say that she was under the influence of illicit drugs and are not dissuaded by the absence from the toxicology screen, like I said, suggesting that they may have broken down during the period of time of her body decomposing in the tank or that she might have taken a rare cocktail of drugs that a normal screen would not detect. I think that's a bit of a stretch again not outside the realm of
1: possibility but kind of you're grasping at straws yeah but see like that's the thing like if it's not outside the realm of possibility like who knows what it's it's just it's such a confusing case for this reason like nobody there's so many there's so many things where it's like oh it probably isn't that but we can't say for sure I think the elevator video is one of the big things of
0: people of like people's interest in it because it adds another layer of instead of a woman went missing, she was found um, in the tank. She had a history of mental illness and um, the drugs found in her system were not consistent to what she could or what she should have been taking. Right. Like, I think that is relatively like cut and dry, like an accepted um, scenario. But when you add in that elevator video it just adds something else you're like wait what the fuck is this like why is she acting like especially if you've never uh come into contact with somebody who has had mental health issues before or who was having um like an episode before you could think that that is completely strange not how somebody should react but again like yeah, everyone's mental knows. health. Yeah, everyone's mental health issues manifest in a different way. This could be something that has happened to her before. Yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, so, people say like the very low level of prescription drugs in her system and the amount of pills left in her prescription bottle in her room suggested that she was under-medicating or had recently stopped taking her medication for bipolar disorder, which might have led to a psychotic episode. Okay. Um The autopsy report and its conclusions were also questioned based on the incomplete information. For instance, it does not say what the results of the rape kit and fingernail kit were, or even if they were processed. It also records pooling of blood under the skin in Lamb's anal area, which some observers suggest was a sign of sexual abuse. One pathologist noted it could have uh, resulted from the bloating of her corpse and the body's decomposition, and her right. rectum was also prolapsed. This could all happen like post mortem um, from your body sitting in water for 19 days. Yeah. Um, even the coroner's pathologist appeared to be unsure about their conclusion that Lamb's death was accidental. Later, Netflix reported that the rape kit and statement from the coroner say that Lamb had suffered no injuries and there was no indication of sexual assault. So that's just like one thing from the uh the netflix show that i just stuck in there um something else that's a little weird uh when it's first mentioned but not as you're researching it is that since her death her tumblr was updated Mm -hmm. um presumably through the queue option that allows you to automatically publish posts when you're away um her phone was not found with either her body or in her hotel room and it has um it's been assumed that it was stolen around the time of her death, and mm-hmm. whether the continued updates from her blog were facilitated by the theft of her phone, the work of a hacker, or through the queue, it's not known, nor is it known whether the updates are related to her death. I'm going to say no. She probably stuck some stuff in the queue and it posted afterwards. Yeah, especially I mean, since I think, she was traveling. And you can put like 300 things in the queue, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So there's reason to believe that it would have just popped up. Right. Right. Um, so now we're getting into some of the pop culture things. This one I thought was pretty interesting, and it said it in a couple different places. But the circumstances of Lamb's death have been compared to plot elements in a 2005 horror film called Dark Water. Remember, this case happened in 2013. So this movie came out way before the case happened. Okay. And in that film, and it's an American remake of an earlier Japanese film of the same name, which is based on a 1996 short story by Koji Suzaki. Um, The plot is a mother and daughter move into a rundown apartment building. A dysfunctional elevator and discolored water gushing from the building's faucets eventually lead them to the building's rooftop water tank, where they discover the body of a girl who had been reported missing from the
1: building a year earlier.
0: Mm. So, very similar. Very simple, One might <laughs> to say case. too similar. I mean, I would say, like, if we look back and see if this, if the circumstances of this case had happened at any other point without the elevator video to make them popular, maybe it's not so outside the realm of possibility. Like, I don't know if this case had ever happened before. Right. Um, Like, how many times do you find bodies in a water tank? I don't know. Um, But anyway, in Hong Kong, from which Lam's family had emigrated to Vancouver, Mm -hmm. filmmakers were also inspired by the case. Nick Chung uh, was an accomplished actor in Hong Kong films, and he made his directorial debut in 2014 with Hungry Ghost Ritual. And that is a horror thriller that includes a scene in which a ghost terrorizes a young woman in an elevator And it's shot to look like security camera footage and it's believed to be inspired by the elevator video evidence. Um, Okay. In mainland China, director Li Hao announced a year after Lam's death that he would be making a film based on it. He went to Los Angeles himself and stayed for a few days at the Cecil doing some research. Chinese media have reported that actress uh, Giao Yunyan uh, maybe interested in playing lamb. That's kind of all the information I found on it. I don't know if like a movie was actually made.
1: Um, is is this the one there was one I know that was like, it was called like the blessing or the, the the, bringing. That's the one I'm going to next. Oh, okay. Cause I was going to say, cause people were not happy.
0: Um, no, I don't think that's the same thing. Uh, cause I believe this was written by a white guy. I'll get into it. In March, 2014, a little over a year after lamb's death, Brothers Brandon and Philip Murphy sold a horror script, The Bringing, that uses the investigation into it as a backstory for a fictional investigating detectives slowly unraveling sanity. Uh, They were widely criticized for doing this. Um, So soon after the death, which, yeah, it's only been a year. What, did you write it starting the day after? Exactly, (laughs) yeah. Um, Danish uh, Danish director Nicholas Winding Refn was originally slated to direct the film but in august it was announced that jeremy lovering would direct the film for sony pictures whenever production began i don't i didn't see any information did that movie ever come out or was it just a script floating around i i don't know
1: yeah i don't i'm not sure i just i remember people not being happy about it but i feel like that
0: happens more and more now like as soon as a crime takes place they're like oh well the movie's out next year what didn't that happen with like 9-11 wasn't there like a 9-11 movie like
1: Uh, on the anniversary (laughs) i i think so i that sounds about right um i'm just not i I, yeah
0: i feel like something like that happened like some big case happened and they were like oh by the way there are movies about it now even like we were talking about this like before we started recording, there's fucking like coronavirus
1: yeah. uh, movies now.
0: Yeah, we're in the middle
1: of it and it's <laughs> happening yeah. now.
0: And like, like what and have we
1: become? Not even now, like, like months, months into ago. it. Like, yeah, like what the fuck is that Songbird movie with fucking Archie from Riverdale? kj appa he's in it he's like he's like one of the immune ones and i'm sitting here like listen loving the time of corona i'm like loving the time of corona i actually got didn't that come out like five months into the pandemic and i was like excuse me people are dying yeah yeah i don't use this as the setup for your rom-com i got a um casting call for that and i was like i am
0: the wrong person (laughs) that is fucking hilarious (laughs) But yeah, um, so I feel like that happens a lot, and yeah, it's, I mean, give it a minute. You don't need to be the first person um, to make a movie about it. Like, chill. Yeah. Um, so now we're getting into some TV shows, some that'll be very familiar to people, familiar with the case. Uh, but first, in May 2013, the episode Watershed aired as this the year's season finale of um, ABC's Castle, and that in that show, a New York police detective, the title character Castle, Nathan
1: Fillion. Okay, yeah, is Castle's Nathan Fillion, right? Castle's Nathan Fillion, he's also the one that Missy has a crush on in Big Mouth. Yes, <laughs> I know that, and now I think he's on The Rookie. I know yes, too much about Nathan right. Fillion.
0: <laughs> um, but in the show, I've never seen the show uh, Firefly, I think he was on that too. He's a mystery novelist and he investigates crimes, which sure, yeah, why not? That's that's Castle. Um, in the episode Watershed, uh, the duo pursue leads in the death of a young woman found dead in a rooftop water tank of the Cedric Hotel in Manhattan. Wow! Among the evidence is a surveillance video of a woman taken in an elevator. Ultimately, she is found to have been posing as a prostitute in order to investigate another guest at the hotel. So, spoiler alert: if you want to watch the episode, it just gave it away for you. <laughs> um, another All the are so mad. series. Uh, how to get away with murder had a similar storyline over a series of flashbacks spread across the first season which began airing in 2014 so again a year after the case happened Mm -hmm. it's revealed that a sorority girl missing at the start of the season was murdered and that her body was hidden in a water tank on top of the roof of the sorority house similarly her body was only discovered when a maintenance worker was called to the house to address water pressure issue Uh, The one that probably everybody knows is in 2015, media speculated that the fifth season of American Horror Story was inspired by Lamb's death in late spring. Creator Ryan Murphy said that the next season would be set in a hotel in present-day Los Angeles. He was inspired, he added, by a surveillance of a young woman who, quote, got into an elevator at a downtown hotel and was never seen again, end quote. Wow, what could that be? Right? Right he did not use her name but it was believed he was talking about lamb i mean who Who else else would it
1: be yeah yeah
0: um in march 2016 buzzfeed unsolved studied the case with hosts Mm -hmm. ryan and brent checking into the hotel and visiting locations involved in the mystery um there's a show called real life nightmare the episode is deadly hotel check-in from 2019 that talks about the case the Discovery Plus show, Ghost Adventures, investigated Lamb's death in a two-hour special launched on January 4th, 2021. So th- I think that was with the launch of Discovery Plus, right? Okay, did it yeah. just come
1: out? I, it's either like just come out or it's coming out. I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying very hard not to pay attention because I literally cannot afford more subscription services and I know I will want it. Yeah, it's all, it's all cable now. It's all cable now, but it's, I mean, it's still cheaper than cable, the number of subscription services I have, but, like, if we're gonna watch Dune, then that's gonna, like, double my, but yeah, exactly, it's gonna double my monthly, like, expenses. Here's what
0: you gotta do, and this has nothing to do with the episode. You gotta get, like, five friends, and each one of you subscribe to a different service. You all share your passwords with each other, and that way you all have the uh
1: the services yes but for example yeah disney plus and hulu are like 599 699 hbo max is like 15 dollars a month that the disparity for that so who's gonna get My the short sure end of the stick <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were gonna say here's where you get a sugar daddy but you only seek payment in the form of subscription <laughs> services which is something i can get
0: behind if i'm selling pictures of my feet uh (laughs) you best believe i'm getting
1: cash for that i mean we've discussed this everybody's got a number let us know your number everybody's got a number number. how much would it take for you
0: to send you someone a picture of your feet and i'm not baiting everybody to send us pictures of their feet because i still want pictures send us pictures of your dog's
1: feet oh my god no cat beans (sighs) Ooh, i could do a good cat bean i mean i'd pay money for that yeah
0: i would pay anyway we have gone off the rails i still have a little bit of information on this uh episode and the last one in tv is the one like everyone's clamoring about on january 13th 2021 netflix announced a four episode docuseries called crime scene the vanishing at the Mm -hmm. Cecil hotel and uh it premiered on february 10th 2021 uh everybody go and watch it before next week because that's what we're gonna be talking about. Hell yeah. Um there's actually some music inspired by the case. Uh really? if you can believe it. Again in 2014. A Vancouver pop duo, The zolas Um the song. I f- believe it's the song and not the album, but it's called Ancient Mars, and it's bent meant to be an uh idealized representation of lamb's last day showing a young woman exploring los angeles and taking in simple pleasures singer Mm -hmm. zach gray who attended you uh the same university as lamb around Mm -hmm. the same time and had a friend who knew lamb said quote it bugged me how tidily people explained away her disappearance with drugs or mental illness though it's mostly fiction we wanted people to see uh to see it and feel like she was a real girl and a familiar girl and not just a police report end quote Okay um later that year the American post hardcore band Hail the Sun wrote Disappearing Syndrome which is also inspired by Lamb's story Eric Garcia the band's guitarist said in a Reddit AMA quote it's such a chilling and eerie case end quote uh I looked I didn't listen to the song I looked up the lyrics to it and it does say Lamb's name like by name Okay, and like talked about the um the case, but I mean, Elliot writes this music, but like I don't understand <laughs> anything that they're saying in some of these like, never, Yelly songs. Never, never. That's
1: why I looked up the lyrics. Never, yeah. Um, it just sounds like belching to me. <laughs> I mean, like I, I know that's probably offensive, but like I can't make it out for the life of me. Everyone's got a genre. Everyone's you know what? got a genre. And if my genre is show tunes, it was never going to be hardcore music. So I mean, you don't know. There's still time. Somebody could do like a hardcore musical. A, a hardcore musical. And that'll be the day I, I that you get into it.
0: it. No. I don't know. Um in twenty seventeen, Sunkill Moon released the songs Windowslash Waits and Stranger Than Paradise as part of their album. Common as Light and Love are Valleys of our Red Valleys of Blood. Oh. That's uh that's a- <laughs> the song specifically referenced the event and promote the idea that it was a hoax. Band member Mark Kozelik said in an interview, okay. quote, I've come to the conclusion that nobody died in the water tank. There's no way to identify the girl on the elevator as her face is pixelated, end quote. Which okay. I didn't even know that, that was a theory, that yeah. there is no case. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, that's interesting.
1: <laughs> right. All of it's interesting. Yeah. But... Yeah, um, I don't know, man.
0: The last, no, not the last, second to last. Uh, no, actually, you know what? I'm going to talk about the weirdest one last. So, this one okay. is uh, the book. There's a book called Gone at Midnight The Mysterious Death of Elisa Lamb by Jake Anderson. It has a 3.26 out of 5 on Goodreads. So, I believe as I was reading, um I read an interview with the guy and I was reading like a description of the book and everything. I think it's a combination like this guy's memoir and also about him researching the case. Like this guy, uh, Jake Anderson, I think from reading what I did, uh, he has his own struggles with mental health issues and he spent like five years researching the case. Mm -hmm. So he wanted to kind of uh, put together like his history of mental health issues with her history and like as he was researching the case what their similarities were so there's a lot of like rambling stories about the the author as a person it's Mm -hmm. not strictly like this is about the case it's a different case on a true crime book i mean if you're into that sort of thing with that caveat i think it could be enjoyable to people if you go into it thinking this is about the elisa lamb case and then you hear all these stories about this dude then you might be like this is not what I signed up for. Right. But maybe it's something that you'd be interested in.
1: Yeah, why not?
0: Now, Who the knows? last one is a video game. And there's always a couple of these that there's like <sighs> there's video always, games. Yeah. It's, it's weird. So in 2019, this is recently, yeah. the studio ACKK, uh, creators of the video game, I think it's just letters YIIK, the postmodern RPG um they mentioned lamb's case as an inspiration during a reddit ama saying quote her suffering was influential in the development of the game which i think is end quote i think that's a problematic sentence yeah i'm not like, loving we took that. her suffering and made it into a video game yeah i, I don't know it seems a and little we
1: weird. profited off her death and also i mean so did all of these things which i mean yes and the family I mean, that's doesn't it, that's but its but own that's yeah that's the yeah. thing
0: um, the, the but the game, is- the game featured an animated recreation of the elevator surveillance video with the main character from the game taking the part of Lamb the developers faced criticism for making use of um, elements of Lamb's death in a way that perceived it as exploitive so yeah it's a little like that one I don't think is as chill
1: yeah that's that's a lot less cool yeah I mean, it's
0: one thing to, like, make content to make people aware of the case, but to use it as, like, something that you're going to play. And if I know anything about games, an RPG is a role-playing game, so -hmm. that means... Presumably, you are taking the uh, the place of the character, and if the character is put in this situation, then you're forced to be put in her situation, which seems a little sketch. I I mean,
1: to me, yeah. I mean, and and it also it's not just sketchy from that point of view. It's it's not just sketchy from like kind of making light of what's probably like mental illness, but it it's. like they don't know what happened to her. They don't know so they're taking a lot of creative license which could go either way.
0: Yeah. Like I feel like um based on what I've read about the um the Netflix series um it just seems like with four episodes they're trying to fill time. Yeah. Um so they kind of start grasping at straws and start throwing stuff out there and we've become so crazed as to like we need a complete story we need a beginning a climax and a satisfying ending and i feel Mm -hmm. like with some of these cases that are like there is some element of mystery still out there yeah um you want to make something that's cut and dry so you come up with all these theories that are like this could be what happened, or this could be what happened. Like you're trying to create an ending that uh, that you want. It's kind of like a choose your own adventure thing, which is fucking yeah. horrible that like you could choose any one of these um conclusions as what actually happened. But the fact of the matter is we do not know what happened. We can yeah. presume what happened. We can go out in the realm of possibility saying it never fucking happened. Like that one dude, uh, we can go paranormal. We can go murder. We like, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. The number of directions that you can go in. Yeah. When something is not like solved. Yeah. And I mean, we're going to get into, um, the implications of like, saying um like claiming paranormal when there's a history of mental illness and and stuff like that like there's a whole article that um i really need to dig into um i think it's by nerdist uh let me see if i have it on here it was something like um mental health emergencies are not unsolved mysteries or something like that yeah um i started reading it and uh, it was too good that I need to like sit down and really focus on it. <laughs> I understand so, this feeling. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. If any of you have seen it, the docuseries, series, and you have your own uh feelings about it, please let us know. Um. Yeah. Like I said, we're gonna be talking about it next week. We record on Sundays, so let us know before next Sunday, and um, we'll try to um incorporate that into our episode. Yeah, we'll do some um, readings. I'm gonna like try that. to do as much reading on um this case as possible because excuse my ignorance on um mental health issues i know baseline stuff about um bipolar and depression and everything so if i say something that is completely wrong like don't fucking go in and comment like let me know <laughs> like like we said in the beginning about um like justice reform like we're all learning so Give me the information, and I will restructure my um, my thoughts on it. So, yeah, um, yeah, so that is the case as it was kind of reported on um, before this docu series came out. And, yeah, um, damn. We'll see you next Tuesday, I guess. Go to the Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, everything
1: yeah that's that we'll, we're, we'll be there yep and you can email us at crimeculturepod at gmail.com there we go that's what I was saying. yeah doing. that was the
0: last one yeah All fun right. times alright you ready to get out of here yeah let's do it
1: okay bye okay bye